0: Sonic
1: it's Wednesday, it's the 11th of March, and it's time for SonicState.com Sonic Talk, live! And here we all are, um, nice full chat room again, Glad like to hear it, um, Twitter is doing its job, uh, for those of you who are not following us on Twitter, you must, um, it's, the, the handle is Sonic Nick, that's Twitter.com forward slash Sonic Nick, and we're growing... So anyway, welcome everybody um, who's come in via that way and who's listening to us live. And also welcome to my guests. First, I'd like to say welcome back to PJ Tracy, uh, Emmy-winning PJ Tracy, probably Emmy-winning extremely relaxed PJ Tracy, who's just come back from a Caribbean cruise. In fact, uh, we played the theme from Love Boat in homage of him last week. How was it, PJ?
2: Skies. It was fantastic, extremely relaxing, wonderful to have uh, everything taken care of for you for one week. Uh, my wife and I are still floating, so it was really wonderful. I will say, though, coming back, uh, you experience a trem- well, I don't know if everybody does, but I ex- have experienced a tremendous amount of vertigo after being on the ship. I got very used to being at sea, got my sea legs pretty quickly, but getting back to land has been uh, uh, dizzy.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about. That. Yeah. It's like being on tour for a really long time, and being in the bus, isn't it? <laughs> and then you kind of, whenever you get to a show, you're sort of one wobbling. If you, everybody says, "Is this stage yeah. moving?" Yeah, getting your land legs yeah,
2: back. Yeah, exactly. Walking, uh, walking on mezzanines in malls and that type of thing is is a little bit difficult because you actually feel like you feel the the floor moving up and down. So it's uh it's been kind of a trip, but uh, it's uh, okay. good. To- It's good to be back, and I I want to uh, give a shout-out to one of our listeners, Mike Cameron, um, who is in Peoria, Illinois. I'm currently working on a project with him. All right, cool. So he'll be listening.
1: Hello there, Mike. Hey, PJ, I want you to – I had this kind of whole – some might say slightly um, obsessive image of you. I figured, you know, I was wondering why you possibly didn't come and join us last week, and I had this kind of fantasy that you were actually on deck wearing a a captain's hat at a jaunty ankle playing coits. Was I close? <laughs> something,
2: something like that. <laughs> something like that. I had my pirate, my pirate costume on. Did you? In, uh, in honor of uh, Mark's uh, International Pirate Day fetish. So Fantastic. I, I thought I, yeah, I went up to the thirteenth uh, deck and yelled pirate profanities at the sea
1: gosh i'm surprised they didn't kill uh-huh. you for that anyway welcome pj pjtracymusic.com for all your things pj-ness mark tinley i better get you in because i know you've got a uh, troublesome toddler or well, not toddler anymore trouble troublesome young child who's refusing to watch the telly
0: no i've <laughs> plied him with bob the builder now because oh, he okay. Bob the Builder toys, but they're in twenty-minute sections. You see,
1: so we'll have to time the so, questions perfectly.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. I I I can actually listen and mute most of the time, can't I? So rather than butting into everyone's conversation this week, you never know. You might you might <laughs> all be able to. But talk. that's how we
1: like it, Mark. I don't want <laughs> you to change. Just
0: <laughs> I, can't, I don't think I can change. I went to see a hypnotist last night. Actually, oh really? Well, not to be hypnotised, but to go and see a hypnotist doing a talk about hypnotism. That was very very interesting. Thing, brilliant actually and i must find out more maybe i shall learn how to hypnotize people and i can send everybody on the sonic state <laughs> podcast to bring us more listeners
1: I'll, I'll randomly shout out kind of trigger words just in case he actually planted something in your conscious that's going to happen if i say something like pumpkin
0: i think they're anchors aren't they Onion. And, yeah and, actually, they call- <laughs> uh, funnily enough my pet's name for um gina is pumpkin ah so, yeah, they better not shout that in case some, something rude might happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I won't say anything, but I'm thinking of a word and it begins with T. Never mind. <laughs> I'll leave that to everybody's uh, imagination, and I'll bet I bet you haven't got the same word as me. Anyway, uh, well, welcome, Mark. Um, uh, where should we point people to? Logicofattraction.com?
0: Yeah, that's always a good one. No, actually, no, point them to my blog. I don't have to force them to buy anything, do I? Send them to blog.aspergoneering.com.
1: Okay, blog. com. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay, and um, who else have we got? We've got Rich Hilton from sunny Connecticut. Uh, I expect it might be getting sunny now. Well, I know it's been snowing. How are
3: you, Rich? Uh, I'm good, and it's remarkably British out there right now. What, like, crap, cold, windy, uh, grey, yeah, low hazy, clouds? Hazy, rainy, kind of low clouds. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. You'd recognize home. it right away. There's a reason why they call this New England, and once in a while it rears its head. Yeah, I can believe it. I wanted to point out that I once had a singer show up for a session with her hypnotist. <laughs> really? Why was that? Was it because she was nervous? I wouldn't even venture to speculate on her <laughs> see, motives.
0: Well, <laughs> you might joke about that, but the guy I went to see last night, um, who was doing a talk in at the CAMS NLP meeting, basically hypnotizes uh, very well-known professional sports people, and uh, hypnotizes them to improve their performance. So that's kind of one of the reasons why i was going to find out more about that huh so maybe for the it's same reasons you could hypnotize a singer to improve their performance i'm sure i'm sure it's possible
1: so rich did did, did you make it was there a noticeable difference before and after or was the did the hypnotist uh sort of jump in between verse one and chorus two or how did it work
3: uh before she got to me she had had a relaxation what? therapist uh session with the hypnotist apparently okay.
1: Is that because you're so difficult to work with? You're like a tyrant. Have,
3: that would probably <laughs> explain it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that was the motive, but, you know, go ahead and run with it.
1: <laughs> I know sure. it's not true. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why she would possibly
3: it. Maybe she knew she had to nail a tricky middle section. I think she was a little nervous anyway. Oh. It was not nice. a uh, label artist. It was somebody, uh, a friend of, of a friend of a friend kind of thing. Okay. I got you.
0: Ah, so it doesn't work, then. Or <laughs> well, they'd have been on a label.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I That's... don't know, maybe she just had the wrong hypnotist. Who knows?
1: Anyway, Rich, um, myspace.com forward slash Hiltonius is where you can find all things Hiltonius-ness. Lee? Uh, I'm rambling. Anyway, Rich, obviously, um, a man with a pedigree, works with uh, Nile Rogers out on the road with Sheik fairly soon, aren't you?
3: Yeah, going back to Japan to do the... Uh... Week at the Tokyo Blue Note. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, It is. So, um, finally, but not...
1: Um, well, well, not lastly. Anyway, Dave Spears, G4software.com. You're here too. Hello. How are you? I'm really happy today. Hooray!
4: let for happiness. Happiness Yay! is a good thing. I'll tell you why. Dude I found out today that the Emtron Pro got a Platinum Award, which means that every single instrument we've
1: released today has got a Platinum Award.
3: yeah
1: cool is that platinum yeah, it, from uh, what's that from um magazine future future, future, future music. computer music or future music future music excellent we were kind of i'd put uh what was the last thing
4: we did vsm yeah vsm and i put something on the website about how we got this unblemished record of uh platinum awards and chris <laughs> looked at me and kind of went uh you're tempting fate you're tempting fate anyway he's off on holiday and i found out this morning and uh yes so he's going to be happy
1: Oh, that's nice. Always nice to so, win awards. So we did Temp fate and we won. Great. So, um, where shall we start? Let's start with um some music via David Potter. Um David Potter, who's in the chat room, has DP uh hold on, I can't see him now, D P tronics. Um he sent me a link to uh somebody called I uh, to somebody called Jen Scaturo, who's uh, a lady out of New York who um who did some rather nice electronic music. I'll play you a bit. it's in mono so you can't hear this wonderful stereo pad. we go c-sharp Is that right then rich <laughs> you just worked out the key <laughs> yeah sure why <laughs> i don't know I was. i don't have perfect pitch so i'm just kind of like oh, I, don't, I can't figure that stuff out
3: <laughs> excellent <laughs> i have well, a piano to my i have a piano to my left ah well that'll do
1: it every time that's your dirty secret is it um she that's from i am jen and that was called um broken in all the right places and it's from a new ep and uh i, I thought it was quite nice actually and um, john just really just sort of said what do you think of this and but subsequently i've sort of found out that dave is there a connection with you does she use um your instruments by any chance do you know of her nope Ah. Nope, no no, nothing oh good than what i heard and (laughs) it was Bloomin' grand.
4: I was well impressed, actually. It was pretty
1: good, isn't it? And, and um, obviously, the, I was checking up. She's very secretive. She's got quite a sort of small... There's not very much information, no photographs. And there's a, there's a video, which is rather teasingly called The Making of I Am Jen EP. And what it is, is actually her making all of the CDs to send out. So it's just her stamping things on bits of paper. But, you know, for us sort of gear geeks, I was ex- expecting to hear what she'd been using. And it was her, and it was what she's been using anyway, because uh, she's been a re-recording engineer, sound designer, sound editor, Foley artist, and a songwriter at Verse Music Publishing. And she she plays bass, synthesizers, guitars, drum machines, vocals, pro tools, plug samples, soft synths, does all the So I'm assuming she does all that stuff herself, which I, I don't know why I'm sounding like that's kind of an amazing thing. I suppose it's unusual for girls to do that, you know, it's not as a a common, I guess, you know, maybe I'm just being incredibly old-fashioned. Rich? Imaging heap. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying, uh, usually, there seems to be a kind of partnership going on when there's lots of electronic doodads going on. I mean, obviously... I'm going to stop talking
3: because I'm just digging a great big hole. Anyway, I thought it was
1: quite nice. Anyone else care <laughs> like me, to mention? Rich, I'd like to see me. all those
3: programming women out there step forward and show up at sonicstate.com to give Nick a good spanking. Put the, me a the right. good spanking he deserves.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I think they but, should come on the. They should come on the podcast as well. Actually, okay? we should have a woman on this panel.
3: Kate Bush would be good. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it says there on the in the chat room. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Decker said he could wear a wig. All right, getting back to David's piece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I rather like David's piece. I quite like the atmosphere of it. The thing that bugs me about some music, and this what David's would be included in this particular one, is the, ov- the over-obvious vocal tuning that's taking place. I that really would think- only, That would be my only gripe, but otherwise, I, rather, I quite liked it. Ah, so what, auto-tune type stuff. Oh, it's like somebody played the vocal on a keyboard. Almost, it's so, it's so unbelievably tuned.
1: Hmm. I wasn't. I, I didn't. I didn't strike that. I, I just thought, oh, she sounds a bit like Susan Vega. Got that sort of flat, kind of very non-vibrato, just sort of, uh, sort of deadpan almost delivery.
3: Well, that's not what bugs me about it. In other words, I don't mind that sort of dispassionate bossa nova voice or anything. That's okay with me. You know, like you get out of the Brazilian, you know, that steady non-vibrato Brazilian girl thing. But I don't don't mind any of that. It's just... Too much auto-tune. It's too obvious to me. Now, it's also stylistically popular right now to do that. And here we are on various podcasts discussing the relative merits of various pitch tuning programs based on how well they can approximate that severe shifting that i try to avoid so i'm sure it's a matter of taste
1: yeah i get your point it sounded very in the box i don't know whether it was um there's you know that kind of digital distortion type thing on the on the beats that is a sort of certain sound of it. But I, I did like it, it as very there's a lot of space and really sparse and I, I thought that was a kind of some really nice bits in there anybody else care to mention dave very tasteful
4: programming, I thought. Mm. Actually, I'm quite a big fan of bands like Apparat and Trent Muller. Uh, I could hear quite a lot of that in there, a bit of Zero Seven, all of that kind of stuff. But no, but I thought it was very, very well done. I, did, I do agree with Rich. After, like, three or four songs, I was thinking, uh, yeah, yeah it, it kind of toned down the auto-tune a little bit. But there was loads of good stuff. In fact, I'm probably going to buy a couple of those tracks.
1: Well, you can. Go to com and you can buy it straight off the page. Yeah you can do pj how was it for you
2: yeah i liked it a lot uh like dave i like bands like zero seven sneaker pimps um stuff like that and it reminded me of of those guys and i thought she did a great job putting it all together um i too get a little ear fatigued with the over auto tuning but uh you can overlook it when you have some good
1: songs and nice production
0: mark i like all the slow ones
1: (laughs) why is that is that because there's more space
0: I don't know, no, because it just sounds really cool. It's obviously, she's obviously taken tracks and time-stretched them and slowed them right down, but uh, I like that sound. Yeah. I, always, I found her bio fairly fascinating as well.
1: Where did you find it? I couldn't find it. Damn.
0: Well, there's just a picture of a girl with blue eyes.
1: <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> Looking over the top of an old synthesizer. Well, that'll do. Um, <laughs>
1: that says it all, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. What more do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I liked it, so I don't know that I'll buy it, but I liked it.
1: Jolly good. Well, anyway, thanks very much, David Potter, for sending me that link. And uh, I think well, she made a sale. Dave's going to buy some, and um, I might do as well. I quite like some of that stuff. This week, I bet i have mostly be doing a kind of uh, drum-based job in the studio. I kind of actually got some proper a proper gig. But the initial part was, you know, the repetitive bit of putting things on timelines and straightening things out. And I just sort of thought, "Ooh, I wonder what is it? What is it about the kind of whole production music, music making thing that's sort of the least enjoyable, repetitive task that one has to do as part of everything?" I know, I know um, you know, it, it, this isn't an opportunity for us to sort of moan about our job because we're always. We're obviously very privileged to work in the areas we do, but there are some things that, you know, you sometimes think, I wonder if somebody could make a tool that could do that bit for me so I don't actually have to repeat this task over and over again. And I thought maybe I'd start with you, Rich, because you're kind of uh, deep in a lot of the time. And I know you um, you're, you're not never want to bad mouth your job, but I just thought I'd give you the opportunity to maybe highlight something that you could do with less of.
3: you got any tumbleweeds um yeah plenty (laughs) um i think really ultimately not no i think that for the most part my job yeah i mean there are days in the interaction between any two people that go better than the others and i've been interacting with the same guy for 21 years as of next week so um you know we have mostly good moments like you have with most of your friends and uh The, the demands of the job, you know, it, it, no. No, it's fine. I mean, we've had moments where we worked seven, you know, 16-hour days in a row for a period of weeks at a time that I kind of wish I could just go outside. But other than that, you know, no, it's fine.
1: No, well, fair enough. I, I, I've got one, and my one was um, we did this tracking in Pro Tools, okay, which was brilliant, and it all worked fine, and there was uh, it was all wonderful and sounded brilliant. And then when I came to mix the stuff in Logic... That thing where you a- export things in Pro Tools and logic won't recognize the fact that the uh, left and right f- that ele- uh, won't recognize the fact that the split stereo files are actually linked, so you then there's no actual way to bring them into logic and recombine them without actually renaming the files, which means if you're working on a copy of the data that somebody a hundred miles away has also got. You can't actually do it. You have to figure out ways of, of doing it. And I just think I could really do without having to do this every time. That's, that was something that was really quite annoying, I have to mm-hmm. say. But anyway, okay. Dave Spears, you've been quiet for far too long, and I know there's a flood of things coming. Actually, there isn't. I hate everything about my job. No, I love everything about my <laughs>
4: job. <laughs> no, I don't. I use uh, working with bands as a kind of bit of headspace and an idea space. So all of that's generally good fun. And I'm very picky about who I work with now. So uh, I only work with nice people. We have a strictly no asshole policy. Um, Yay! And- <laughs> day-to-day work hardly anything gets me down there is there is one thing that can get me down in my day-to-day work and that is hostile tech support some people think that uh if they shout and scream and throw wobblers and behave like petulant children then they jump the queue as it were um but we're reasonably uh, irreverent about that but it does get to me at times but there you go i think that's a, a sort of indictment of the fact that not everybody's on top of it when it comes to support
1: yeah I, I i think what you need to do is introduce a wall of shame at g4software.com obviously names protected um but put that as part of the before you get to filling in the form and sending me an email just be conscious of this wall here so uh, as you're <laughs> as you're being completely hostile and ridiculous then you might notice that some of the things that people say in the heat of the moment are publicized and you might make it on there
4: yes i've seen that on other people's blogs, which is quite <laughs> entertaining at times. Uh, yeah, no, we were going to have a little thing where if anyone used the word suck, because that seemed to sort of emanate from a particular part of the world, mm. that, that just got filtered into the <laughs>
1: spam. <filter>. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> I have I to say, that, I will be talking about, I wonder <laughs> where. <laughs> That's funny. No, 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 no. Um, because I work from home. I will do support in the middle of the night if I can't get to sleep and I will do it on a Sunday and I will do it on a Saturday and whatnot. So sometimes, you know, walking in on sort of Sunday or a Friday night at about eight o'clock, just as you're ready to go and you think, I'll just check, check the support messages. And if there's a kind of tirade on there, occasionally I've kind of gone, "Mm, you can wait, reply. I had a brilliant one and I really shouldn't say this, but I'm feeling quite happy today. So I will. I had a, what Somebody who'd ordered the string machine, uh, f- who was a German guy who used to be in quite a very famous 80s band and uh, produced by Trevor Horn. That'll give you a few. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, who had. Downloaded the VSM, hadn't waited for the DVD to arrive with the library files, and had gone into this kind of infinite loop thing on uh, Pro Tools and had kind of written back to me saying, I'm really angry about this, you know, I'm in the middle of a job and blah, 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 and just kind of let rip. Uh, bizarrely enough, I had been talking about this very person the day before with a mutual friend who offered to put me in touch with him as a way of trying to get through to craft work because he comes from the same town so i just replied saying um actually bizarrely you know here's a coincidence um we were only i was only talking about you with a mutual friend didn't name the mutual friend um and it was in a lot more favorable light than your email which i'm sad to say i will pass on to the programmer who you are who's uh, obviously made you very angry and uh, blah 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 anyway he came back and said uh, mutual friend and as soon as i told him who it was i completely diffused the situation
1: and we are now mates hey Oh, I'm disappointed. I was expecting to hear more. Mark, Tinley, help me out. Come on. There must be something.
0: Um, I could do without things turning up without track sheets, actually. That would be useful. Why is it that in studios in the 80s, they used to put all the track sheets in one folder and tuck them away in the studio vault and then send all the tapes off somewhere else? So whenever I get a two-inch master, I get the tape but I don't get any track sheets, so then I have to sit there and try and work out what everything is. That's, oh, and that's, that's really bad boring.
1: if you've got track sharing as well. Ooh. And
0: then so, and EMI tend to send things with, like, the real name, and then each track in Pro Tools is, like, AB32425-track1, AB32425-track2, and so on, and you just sit there and go, oh, okay. Time to sit and, you know, take several hours to identify things, and it's just... Uh, yeah, annoying. A, bit of a waste go. of time. But I can't think of anything else, really, apart from that. Right. I mean, I really, I suppose I should have a, a young chap who I employ maybe to to do all of these kind of things for me.
1: Someone with a really descriptive and flowery nature that could come up with sort of all sorts of wonderful <laughs> words and descriptions for not, not just bass, but <laughs> soft round bass, or do you know what I mean? Stuff that's sort of a bit different. <laughs> Fla-
0: flowery <The> bass. <laughs> I suppose. It- The worst part of this is that when I was uh, working in Warren's house with Duran Duran, I would have not named anything on any of the masters I was making because the pace of, like, do this, do that, come on, we need this now, we need this next, we need this, go on, go on, this, that, you know, just left you with no time to name anything. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like, right, I'm going to name stuff up, and Warren would be like, no, no, you've got to go home now, man, I want my house back, so... Uh, i imagine someone else is going to fall foul of all my bad programming one day and go what the hell is this guy doing but anyway
1: i know i get that whenever i'm working on sessions from some uh, particular person they never uh, it's always got um you know just called track 16 everything is called track 16 you know vocals i know a guy guy
0: who's really good at naming things actually and who taught me how to do it a bit better and he might not be that far from this podcast uh, in fact he's on it
1: ah, <laughs> rich and his wonderful r- routine naming routine pj how about you is this something that you kind of least look forward to when you've got a particular job in hand yeah i have the
2: obvious one i figured i figured everybody would call this one out and i just have to agree and that's uh computer maintenance i uh, could do without having to maintain my computers or ever having to rebuild another hard drive and installing software and updating licenses, and all of that. That, for me, is the suckiest suck that ever did suck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's good.
1: Ah. Yeah.
2: But other than that, uh, I love every other aspect of my job, and I feel really, really fortunate to be making a living doing what I'm doing, so uh, that's it.
1: Okay. Well, just me, then. <laughs> I had a few more, but I'm going to keep quiet, because otherwise I'll come out like a real miserable old sod oh come on <laughs> please that. that's it that's it we got to move <laughs> on counterpoint, counterpoint Nick <laughs> processing, uh, processing audio with Photoshop I think let's have a look upside down this one was good Was um, the sound of Photosounder, which is a, a rather amazing piece of software, which allows you to load in sounds that then analyzes them into what looks a bit like a spectrograph, which you can then do things to the image. So you, that that particular example was the spectrograph of that initial piece of music that was then rotated 180 degrees, so it's effectively upside down, and that's what it sounded like when it played back being upside down. So you can take these images that this thing generates. And you can then put them in Photoshop and do stuff with them with filters and the like. So you get all this kind of really sort of random stuff. And it was, I thought it was really good. Some of it was great for visualization. There was another one which is the voice of Hal 9000 slowed down 200 times, which just sounds in this amazing kind of wash. Uh, I'm not quite sure how it does it, but uh, I thought it was jolly good. It's by a chap called Michelle Ruzik and it's about 99 euros, which is about 125 bucks. Now, I know, Mark, we, we were going to talk about this last week, but you weren't here, so uh, I've saved it specially for you, so off you go.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did download it, and uh-huh. I haven't loaded it onto my computer yet, so I can't tell you anything about it. So uh, I feel really bad now. Oh. I did try loading it into um into... <laughs> I thought it might be a Mac, but I was hoping it might be a Mac program, and it wasn't. It was a PC program, so I, I tried loading it into virtual PC, and every time I do anything on virtual PC, it tells me, click OK if you've cleared enough disk space, or cancel to shut down the virtual mas- machine. So I haven't, unfortunately, got to a point on my computer where I've got enough
1: <laughs> You, need to, disk you space need to perform to some computer maintenance to, to oh? use this program.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's, I, a, that's I, a shame. Anybody else? But I... I Having looked, I've having read everything about it and looked at the content of the first guys web. I have to. Oh, also the the photo sounder web page doesn't work uh, in Firefox, so I had to load it up in uh, Safari to go and download the program. So somebody might need to look at that whoever's oh, right. website okay. that is. Um, but having looked at all of the information on the first web page the audio well first of all i think audio cookbook.org is fantastic and i've signed up to his blog because the idea of being sent a sound a day by somebody who's making weird sounds is brilliant so i'm doing that
1: that's john caston right yeah
0: he's yeah there. and then the whole concept of it's brilliant so i'm definitely going to get it going and loaded and I guess I'll have to report back next week when I've yeah, some disks. Yeah, please,
1: I've never come across anything like this before, and it, it, it I was they are working on a Mac version, but I was a bit disappointed not to be able to load it up um, immediately. I haven't booted into the Windows side for a little while, so... Um,
0: Nick, Nick Rhodes was obsessed with this, because he's obsessed with photography anyway, and he uh-huh. always used to say to me, can we process this using Photoshop? And I used to hack the Mac headers on... Um, Sound files and change them from AIF into PICT or JPEG or whatever. And basically, all we ever used to get up on the screen was what looked like what happens when a television goes off signal at night you know, that kind of white noise on a TV screen. So, we'd get that, I'd process it with something and turn it back into an AIF file and put it in the um, audio program, and all we would get would be white noise sound. So, whatever this guy's doing has got some very clever spectral analyzing thing going on to get it from sound into picture because it didn't work at all just trying to take the files and manipulate no, I, I think them. it's got um,
1: analysis a, it, definitely you can hear it yeah. he did some really cool there were some other demos there's loads of demos there's another one where i saw where what he takes is um he took the spectrograph of a piece of music with vocals identified all the vocal elements of it and then did sort of differencing and stuff, so you could remove the vocals using this trick, or just solo the vocals. I mean, it wasn't perfect quality, but it was it was a process that appeared to work, and it was quite fascinating. PJ, I suspect, um, I mean, your your uh, PC guys is this something that you uh, you could see maybe working for you in some sound design concept.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. It reminds me of um, Metasynth for the Mac. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is a a program that I used to use uh, years ago to do similar kinds of processing. You could uh, load up a spectrograph and impose—you could impose photographs on top of it um, to create different kinds of. Oh yes, I I remember. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually still out there, but I I no longer, sadly, I'm no longer on the Mac to use that program because it was Mac only. But uh, yeah, this looks great. Looks really interesting. I I would. uh, I'm definitely going to take a look at it.
1: I really like the idea of being able to sort of use influences and things, because I I imagine, you know, if you're... There was a, um, you know, the the sample of the HAL 9000, which was, uh, you know, Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. And it got slowed down to be um, this, which just sounded... really sort of sci-fi stuff. I like the idea of being able to kind of take an influence, either from imagery, so you kind of think, oh, I'd like to do a track based on, you know, that riff from um, Eric Clapton, and either taking a picture of Eric Clapton playing the guitar and extrapolating some sound out of it that gave you a sort of base... And I just like the idea that you can mix the metaphors in your influences, which is... That
0: that sound sounded like Time Freezer. Can you remember the Time Freezer? Yeah, it's it's
1: that kind of thing, but it's slowing it right down.
0: Metasynth is still about but I've had it on Mac OS version 9, I think, but it's quite expensive to upgrade to version 10, so I haven't done it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I know, Dave, you're more Mac guy, but did you, um, did, did you see any potential for something like this? I thought it was some some really good stuff there.
4: Yeah, definitely. I will probably get that photo sounder when it's out for Mac. It says that it's out reasonably soon. So, I'll probably get that. Yeah, no, I'm very impressed because I love, I am completely obsessed with uh, photography, as you well know, and I quite like the idea of combining the two. Mm. Great, great sounds, though.
1: Yeah, it's obviously got a really powerful, I don't know what it is granular resynthesis engine or something in there that just kind of works. You can hear all the bands muxing around, but then it's, you know, that particular sound there, the HAL 9000 sound was very smooth, very smooth indeed. Rich, Rich Hilton. I know yeah. you like to mess. You like to mess with sound. Is this something you can see working? I just like the idea of the philosophically kind of being able to take a f- a sound and creating an image from it, or taking an image and using those influence. I just sort of there's something n- nice about that. I don't know why.
3: Well, I kind of my assessment was much like PJ's, so I'm not going to repeat everything he said. But for the most part, this represents the kind of sound manipulation where you're just kind of trying stuff out without any clear vision. Of what it's likely to produce, and then when you get something interesting, you try to manipulate it into something useful. Mm. As apart from envisioning something in your mind, going after it, and using some familiar tools to go about getting it. Now, I'm not advocating on behalf of one of those techniques over the other. I'm just saying, yeah, this one yeah. belongs in one of those camps. I, I wonder, don't know I, that it does. But I, I want, wonder, want to
0: argue with, with that okay. point. Because, yeah, good. Uh, you need to go and watch the video where he drew... Uh, he drew a drum beat out on the screen and he drew the bass drum and and then copy-pasted it across a grid and then he drew the snare drum in and copy-pasted that across the grid and then did the same for the hi-hat. So he ended up with this picture that looked like sort of a black square with lots of white blobs all over it and then he put it back through the photo sander thing and it made this really kind of uh, cool, craft worky sounding drums. So I figure hmm. once you know how to manipulate... Yeah, well, once you I mean once you learn how to read the waveforms and play about with them a bit it's it's I think there's a bit more to it than just well random. I, I like so, the idea okay. also
1: that you might you, once you realize you know what sort of images might work you might see something and go that would sound good do you know what I mean and you yes, start to educate exactly. your mind and kind of go hey that you're wearing a hat that if I take a photo of it I know that will sound really cool do you know what I mean I just that's sort of bonkers
0: funnily enough there's a It's a very similar app on the iPhone that does this, and you can take pictures of things. And I was visiting my brother, and I took a picture of him, and he was trying on a hat to see if it would make any difference. Because he said, what would it look like, or what would it sound like if I wear this hat? And every image we took of everything in his house sounded exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess this program doesn't do it as... The, the iPhone app doesn't do it as well. I,
1: I suspect the processing power in the iPhone is probably not quite up to the, the level of resynthesis that... Um Photosounder can uh, can do anyway Photosounder.com it's by Michel Ruzik and it's available uh, only for Windows users at the moment for about 125 bucks 99 euros something like that so check it out it does look like it could be quite a, a, an interesting way of, of sourcing some sounds at least and at this point in the show we'd like to say thank you very much to our show sponsors who are roland.co.uk uh, they would like to bring your attention to the wonderful Phantom G8 super workstation it's a 88 key weighted keyboard uh, massive colour screen sample bedecked wonderful new sound engines all sorts of studio quality effects 152 track sequencer there's just tons of it it's also available in a 76 and a 61 key version Uh, but please go and find out more at roland.co.uk forward slash phantom g once again thank you very much for their continued sponsorship please do check out the roland phantom g workstation (laughs) and it kind of leads me on to um, this this next thing which is kind of your favourite boutique plug-in boutique discovery because we all have or all have had perhaps those sort of little tricks and tips that you know there's a maybe a boss effects pedal or a cheap compressor or something you know something that is slightly out of the mainstream that kind of gets us a sound that we want and i i because i've been doing loads of drums and, and stuff this week i treated myself to a couple of plugins that were reco- recommended to me by a chap called robbie Bronneman, who is the bloke who does the, all the howard jones stuff and works for tc electronics and what have you and um i downloaded these audio damage plugins and they're a rough rider pro and something called combinat and they're both kind of really interesting distortion stroke plug-in filters that, that are great on drum buses, just sound amazing. Some really have really spiced up my um, processing of this particular drum session that I've been working on. And I thought, oh, anybody else got any top tips for that kind of thing? Um, I'm just thinking plug really rather than hardware.
0: Dave? Yes. Oh, uh, Mark? Uh, I was going to say, well, my favourite plug-in ever for any... Manipulation of things is Sound Hack Binaural Plus or Plus Binaural, which is uh, which places audio in, the, in weird places in the 3D sphere plane. So, and you can apply an LFO to it, and it's just basically the coolest autopan on the planet because it makes mm. things sound like they're disappearing behind your head. So, that would be mine,
1: okay, PJ. Oh, I think. <clears throat>
2: This is a tough one Uh, for day-to-day stuff. I don't know if there's a boutique. Well, Synolxys, I like, I like their stuff. Um, Let's see. But uh, probably one of the best discoveries I ever made was the germ, germ tools, GRM. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I love those plugins for sound design and, and, uh, you know, creating out there not even so out there, but uh, delays, comb filtering, that type of thing. I think it's yeah, the comb fantastic.
0: filters
2: are awesome. Yeah, and I, it's great when you uh, when you automate the comb filters. And and built into those plugins actually is some semi automation, some random automation that just can give a, a motion to sound that nothing else quite does.
1: Yeah. There's there's some great audio damage ones for that as well. The big sequence two, which is a, a filter sequencer, and something called automation, which is a kind of glitch sequencer, and that's really uh, uh, interesting as well.
3: Rich. In the case of specialty plugins, stuff I don't use every day, but for example, things that manipulate uh, positioning, like what Mark was talking about, I like Waves Mondo Mod, And frankly, it's one of the only things I use that I keep waves around for is uh, Waves Mondo Mod. I like it quite a bit. It does a lot of really interesting things, very controllable, uh, easily. It, it, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I I no, keep I've never them. heard
1: it what is it a, a kind of time based modulation thing or what's, what's
3: yeah, it but it's got a spatial component and it could spin things around your head. Uh, okay. In time or out of time, or back and forth night, you know, at 180 degrees, you can completely control the way it's manipulating something in space. And sometimes, when I don't want, some, when I want something to not occupy any particular place in space, but to be kind of flying around you for a moment, usually in effect, I will often do a combination of uh, flanging and Mondo modding to get it to do that, to give it that kind of motion. And then in your day to day, uh, nuts and bolts kind of work. I find uh, I would hate to have to work without Meek DSP and Sound Toys.
1: Yeah, I know you're a fan of their stuff, and he's such Those an in- he's such an interesting guy as well. He's kind of crazy coder sort of guy. At least that's the- that Colin. Yeah,
3: yeah. I've just uh, pulled down his new retro plugins to check out. I um, uh, I kind of played around with them a little bit yesterday. They sounded good.
1: Uh, we're getting a few um, suggestions v- from the uh, chat room. Uh, one of them was PSP Nitro, PSP Vintage Warmer. A couple of shouts out for PSP, definitely.
3: Yeah, Waves Enigma too. I, I agree with that, Geohead. Uh, it's another really good one for for making stuff do stuff that it doesn't normally do.
4: Okay, Dave Spears blimey uh well pj already mentioned grm tools i was really disappointed to lose those on the mac i have to say particularly that comb filter and the automation i thought that was brilliant uh i've got the big sequencer from audio damage i mean their stuff's good good price as well
1: yeah 49 uh, bucks you are just kind of go yeah i like the sound of that i'll have it and it, it's there really good purchase uh route nice and simple I-
4: I quite like his blog as well. I do read that very occasionally, um, and I've got the big sequencer. I'll probably get that big sequencer too. Mm. Uh, numerology, as I said last week, uh, yep. but you couldn't get, you can't get any more boutique than the Imposca Two, can you? Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Way to go <laughs> at this moment in time, and that's what I'm using to process all audio. Good man. Good to get a, get a plug in there. A plug for your plug-in. A plug in. plug From your plug, plug in your plug in uh i can't really think of anything else there must be loads well there are I, I i was really only because i was uh this was recommended to me by like i say robbie and i thought oh i'll give it a shot and i was and there's loads of stuff there. there's some really good delays and choruses and all sorts of things and i i, uh, I i'm the certainly the rough rider pro and the Commoner are both i've been using extensively and it really does do stuff that's useful you know and that sounds out of the ordinary of what you normally would use if you're just, you know, I mean, I've been using Logic and I don't have a lot of plugins, so I've been using just the stuff in there, and it really has helped a lot just to kind of give it that little extra dimension. Really, really wicked sort of harmonic compression and distortion, just some brilliant sort of flavours to drum sub mixes. anyway. Mm-hmm.
3: Alright.
1: Thank you very much for that uh, that insight into those particular plugins. I'm going to go off and buy some more shortly because uh, I, I've realised they've been for far too long, I've been Missing out on some of some of that side of things. I've just, just been...
0: thought of two more actually. Nick. Oh,
1: do do Mark.
0: It's it's by a company called Smart Electronics, and the plugins that I like are called Live Cut and Fire, and they're free. They're free. They are free. I like it. Fire is like a kind of a reverby delay kind of thing. Uh huh. And then the other one is um, like a granulating, uh, what would you call it? Square pusher kind of. <laughs>
1: Oh, like, like a glitchy sort of um slicing of time kind of thing yeah
0: yeah huh. i use it all the time in fact i've got it permanently wired on a bus for for my um podcast to create all those weird little shards of vocal talking things that i didn't say coming back all over the place
1: Want to talk about it? Colonize
0: mine.
3: Well, that was a,
1: a touch of a, a new track off the Prince album, Lotus Flower, which is all spelt wrong. Um, and um, you wouldn't have had the full effect of that in your headphones because it's going to wow. come out for you mono, but it sounds amazing. I mean, that track sounded, you know, I mean, even though it sounded a bit like Chris Rea or something, it was a bit sort of. Uh, um, you know nothing i
0: loved that guitar i've got to buy that record have you I've, I've well, you, can't. Liked, you can't like you not buy... liked prince for quite a long time oh, i haven't really been into prince for maybe like 15 years but that sounded awesome
1: well uh, i can recommend certainly the sound of it sounded really good but this was part of the topic that was um is prince on target with this new album which is actually a triple album it's lotus flower MPL sound and there's also the third album which is sort of shrunk wrapped into the package which is uh, by his new artist Bria Valente. You can buy this for $11.98 all three albums. But you can only buy this in Target in the US. Oh. Which is a really strange uh, it's sort of obviously some kind of sales thing. It's been happening quite a bit recently in fact. Uh, this is in fact his 23rd studio album which I didn't also realize and it's uh, anyway is this the future? No record companies just target Tesco's Walmart instead. It makes it seem a bit unsavoury somehow, the comments I've got in the, sh- in the show notes. And I noticed when I was doing a bit of research for this that ACDC uh, have also done this via releasing things via Walmart only, and the Eagles and Garth Brooks and Journey and all these various people that are just putting things out in particular retailers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i trying to get my head around it. Is, it. is it that they're becoming record labels? I mean, what's the pull? Is, do they do a deal that's sort of... You means that um, they pay the artist to come along to, to to have their product exclusively, so that they can try and sell them some I don't know cereal goods, or uh, I'm not quite sure if I can if I can figure that one out. Rich, you're based in the U.S. You kind of might have a better handle on this because I, I don't know.
3: Well, not only that, but I actually know somebody who was involved in a project that was made for Target, so I right. actually have some experience with this. Um, in the case of the one I know. World famous male vocalist, who shall remain nameless for the moment, but I've mentioned it before, um, uh, is approached about making a Christmas album, and the deal is they'll pay X, and 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 pay for the entire production cost of the record, which typically that artist is uh, billing out um, out of his own studio. Sure and And, in exchange for that, they own the exclusive rights to that piece of work for a fixed period of time after which all rights revert back to the artist okay sounds like a kind of, a deal that 's too good to refuse it, it, thus <laughs> guys like Prince you know taking their money, making you know billing out the studio time out of his own studio at whatever rate he chooses, and they 'll pay that plus whatever advance they 've promised him. They get to sell this thing for, who knows, six months, a year, two years, whatever, and at the end of that period of time, he owns it, lock, stock, and barrel. Their entire investment is wrapped up in their ability to sell it over that period of time they've negotiated.
1: Well, and also, the, the stuff that will be, presumably, it's all about acquiring new customers as well, so as part of that, they're also getting people who wouldn't normally shop at Target or Walmart or whatever to come along and take a look around and go, oh, actually, I quite fancy that piece of garden furniture, or whatever it is right perhaps Ah.
3: i'm not as clear on targets motives i guess it's to have exclusive product like you say to bring people in the store but uh, i can certainly understand the artist artist's motive because there is no kind of deal you sign with anybody else whereby after some period of time you own the thing lock stock and barrel very very rare does that happen anywhere
1: i wonder i wonder if this is going to work out pj you're you're also stateside have you have, have you experienced this? Have you kind of seen how it works from your end? I mean, what do you think?
2: Uh, <clears throat> I have no personal experience with any projects that have been distributed in this manner, um, so I would have to defer to Rich's experience in that, but my thought was possibly somebody like Prince had paid for the production of his album himself, which is which could be very expensive or negligible, depending on how he did it, and then it, in terms of Prince's Prince's own prowess to be able to do such a thing and then would approach somebody like target or somebody like target would approach him and give him a really sweet deal on um, you know h- how much they would purchase discs for mm. and then they would attempt to to unload those uh, at their cost
1: right. you know, rather
2: than consign a bunch of a bunch of albums knowing that it's a good gamble you know if they give if they give prince a good deal that they could make a a lot of money exclusively distributing an album like his
1: i'm just trying to get That's my it. head i'm just trying to get my head around the idea of uh, you know supermarket who has this kind of marketing budget kind of very strict plan dealing with an artist saying uh, is the album ready yet we're ready to go with our um, promotion for um uh you know economy baked beans can you please, Can we have it now? I just <laughs> the idea of this—these two worlds colliding in a sort of in a mess of uh, retail versus um, artistic um, f- petulance. Yeah, but
0: that might work with Prince because he just writes millions and millions of songs every day, doesn't he? We all know that. Mm, I suppose he would probably just go, yeah, I've got another twenty songs. So he probably he probably wanted to do like a, a pentuptial album or whatever <laughs> the word for five is. And uh, they probably said no, 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 no. You can only put three. Well, outs. mind you, that's
1: probably. If you think about it, I can't think of many other record, any record labels who would actually take a punt on a triple album right now.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. What happens if you want to buy the bundled? album on its own and you don't like Prince but you like this artist that is oh, it's
1: still only 11.98 so
2: Yeah, it's priced right. It's pr- you know, it's priced you people are going to feel like they're getting a good deal whether they like, you know, two out of the three albums or not.
1: It's like 4 bucks an album pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty cheap. I, I, you can only buy it in Target. You can buy it online in Target. It's going to be released on the March the 29th. Um and it's uh yeah, you can't buy it outside of the US either. Dave Spears, what do you what do you make of this? Do you think this is good? Or is it just, you know, another? we're exploring all the avenues and there's nothing wrong with it? I, don't, I can't, I don't know. Something about it seems weird to me. It is weird. It's slightly less
4: weird now that um, Rich has explained it. Mm. Uh, it's certainly a step up from Starbucks, isn't it? <laughs> However, I'm seriously thinking of popping down to Matalan. I'm not sure where to place my music. I could, it could be Matalan or Tesco. Oh, no, Tesco's already do it, don't they? I think I'm more the Marks and Spencers.
1: <laughs> well, the large, comfortable dominant. undergarments.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. Think about it. This is It's actually quite good product placement. I know um, Chris took a few years out of the music business, and he had a garage uh, doing, you know, car body shop stuff Mm. and then he got involved in the whole petrol thing and he said you you literally just make any money at all on petrol sales but where you make your money is when people are queuing to pay for their petrol they'll go i'll just have one of those and that's where your markup is is on all those (laughs) bloody sweets and things that are sitting by the counter right if you've got the same kind of thing i mean i'll you know for me years ago prince couldn't do anything couldn't do any wrong I would probably, you know, walk into, I don't know, I mean, I certainly wouldn't be Target, but, I mean, if there was something over here and his stuff was placed right by the checkout, I'd probably go, oh, you know, I love Love Sexy and all of those albums, and I'd just probably buy it. Impulse purchase, and it's the right price.
1: But uh-huh. you've also got the lump of people who just want to buy anything prints. I mean, if you, on the Walmart, uh, sorry, on the Target um uh Page, product page for um, this album. There's all these people moaning about, you know, f- from outside of the territory. There's this, this kind of like fan wars going on and people going. I'm in the UK, or what about all us loyal fans in Europe? When are we going to get to see this? This is really not on. It's really not on. Then you got all the US people going, yeah, but you got the O2 concerts, and you got the free thing on the Daily Mail newspaper. <laughs> it's just kind yeah, of a little yeah, yeah, fight yeah. going on. And it's just quite interesting that these territories are all being used independently. It's quite smart, I suppose, because I guess he could do the same deal with, you know, Woolworth well, not Woolworths, but somebody over here, you know, the, in mm-hmm. European territory as well, and, and no doubt mm-hmm. will,
4: presumably. I do mm-hmm. like the idea of a uh, supermarket advertising, ex- uh, marketing exec going into the studio and you giving him the client fader instead of the A&R
3: guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And him, you know, can you imagine them really putting pressure on Prince to kind of drop a few product suggestions into a couple of these tracks, you know?
3: <laughs> Get a button for your SSL that says re-merchandise the store. <laughs>
4: Zen artist has got it here. Amy Winehouse at certain liquor stores. Uh, (laughs) We've only just scratched the surface.
1: I think we probably have. I I think it's really smart. And one thing that Prince seems to have been since he got himself out of all of this sort of record company slave business is he has been pretty smart when it comes to kind of gauging, getting his products into the right place and also, um, you know, doing the gigs in the right, you know, doing the right tours. So, you know, make maybe i mean he's not the first to do this admittedly but he's he's sort of seems to have reached the critical mass where we're all kind of going hmm this is actually quite a big deal
3: he, he's not the first but he certainly is the shortest
1: you're probably right <laughs> i'm trying to think of anybody that could be shorter unless they were just lying down
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know one time one time we were working next door to him and it was during the uh period that he had his contest for the most beautiful girl in the world and every day a limo would put up pull up in front of the studio and another series of just unbelievably gorgeous la women would come walking into the studio to interview with him to become the most beautiful girl in the world (laughs) tough job
1: so prince in target
3: prints on target
1: 29th of march and um you can buy those three albums there there's also a really good website by the way where you can listen to a few clips and see some videos and it's really brilliantly programmed there's sort of cassettes lying around and you pl- you put them in this little cassette player and they're different uh, every kind of couple of weeks or a week or so they change it's quite um it's actually quite a good website well well worth checking i can't remember the url at the moment um but i'll put it in the show notes
3: i kind of have to get going myself
1: well in that case let's say goodbye to everybody um thank you very much to my guests thank you very much to the chat room guests there are a bumper crop this week so um thank you very much for joining us It's uh, been a pleasure to see your uh, amusing comments and um interjections coming past the window when i've had time to look at it thank you very much and uh, remember if you want to find out when we're broadcasting uh, the probably the easiest way to do is uh, follow us on twitter which is uh, twitter.com forward slash sonic nick now move on to my uh, my my speaking guests and say thank you very much to them i'll start with you rich because i know you got to shoot off so uh rich hilton thank you for joining us um this week i guess you're going to be in the studio part are you designing studio or you're in the studio with now today
3: today's uh, actual music work today oh. uh, there's a little studio designing going on around it but uh actual music work today and cool. thank you it's always a pleasure and i i love doing this
1: yeah well it's always a pleasure to have you aboard so thank you uh, rich hilton of course myspace.com forward slash hiltonius and mark tinley uh, i don't know what it is about that bob the builder thing you seem to manage to that 20 minutes lasted an awfully long time so uh, well oh, you, done oh,
0: I do. i'm juggling laptops and skype handsets and earphones and
1: <laughs> <laughs> mark uh, you made it sound so effortless Fun. well done Fine
0: as always
1: well great thank you very much for joining us and of course uh, where is it blog.aspergineering.com is that where we're yes. sending it in?
0: that's a good place to send people yes Okay, cool. I might even have another competition soon.
1: And uh, PJ Tracy from Minneapolis, where he's uh, masterminding his Emmy-winning music composition and studio business just back from the the Caribbean cruise. Thanks for joining Uh, us, PJ.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, one of the very best hours of the week, and I look forward to it every week.
1: Anyway, PJTracyMusic.com is where you can find about PJ and Dave Spears thank you also for joining us g4software.com thanks for your um, your involvement this week thank you and you have to come down and join me to float on the roof of the bath spa um, I will. soon i really do hope so we'll do lunch let's do lunch in our pants on the roof <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the in the spa i'm talking spa this is a spa folks just in case you've just tuned in and wonder what i'm talking about